podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I think for Wednesday we're banging trouble. Hello everybody, my name's James, welcome to another Planet FPL Clash of the Correspondent and on this COTC we're looking forward to, I'm going to guess maybe, the most attractive fixture in game week 15 with apologies to Manchester United and Chelsea fans because it's not so relevant because Aston Villa are going for the title, aren't they? Let me introduce you to our Villa Correspondent Lee Jackson, how are you Lee? Very good mate. And for Manchester City, the world has come to an end after three draws in a row. Let me introduce you to Johnny Pringle. Are you, Johnny? Good, thanks, James. Thanks for having me on again. Good man. Pleasure, pal. Right, Lee, I've heard some Villa fans getting unhappy. Why aren't you talking about it if there's a four teams going for the title? Why is it all this top three stuff? <laughs> what should we be doing? What should, what should us neutrals be doing with you? I think, like you said uh, last week, uh, it's quite nice if uh, people aren't getting too swept up in the excitement. Let us fly under the radar. Keep getting um, getting these points and uh, let's see where we are in the new year. Let's go from that. I don't mind it too much, but there are a lot of Villa fans, like you say, who just get a bit frustrated with um, the media London bias and uh, and stuff like that. But no, I'm, I'm more than happy to uh, to be the uh, the team that no one talks about who just keep plugging away. As long as we can stay in that top four, I'll be a very happy boy come May. Absolutely every fan base thinks there's an agenda against them from referees, <laughs> media, everybody thinks it's uh, it's all against us. London media, what, what's what's all that stuff? They, Competing with two teams are from up north, mate. Well, like you you have admitted that Ange is the, uh, the darling at the moment of the media and uh, this injury list that keeps getting mentioned every two seconds on Sky Sports and... Uh, what was that? What was the phrase they used before the game yesterday? You guys wouldn't have seen it on Sky Sports. They described him as uh, beautifully stoic about his injury crisis and how well he's dealing with it all. I just think, come on, like he's just being a manager. Like, but yeah, they... sound, sounded perfectly correct to me, Lee. But never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right, this home record. How many? How many games in a row is it? Uh, Thirteen now. Premier League games. Fourteen if you include Europe. 14 if you include Fif- Europe. Must oh, be no, more be than 15. that, mate. Be 15 now. Yeah, yeah we'll be led year in the week. Yeah, must be. That's mad going. Who's the best team you beat in that run? Probably Newcastle, because they were flying at the time when we beat them, and we beat them 3-0. Um, Brighton, 6-1. Beat Spurs twice. Yeah, there's this. <laughs> Only oh, once, no, one, oh, once. Oh, yeah, one was away, wasn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, um... But yeah, we haven't played City or um, or um, Arsenal in that run. Um, interestingly as well, City are the only team in the Premier League that we haven't beaten since we got promoted in 2019. Hmm. What happens this week if you beat City and Arsenal? Uh, depends what Liverpool do. But if Liverpool drop points, we'll be top. I think, unfortunately, the red and white shite from South London might have something to say about that, mate. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. If they won their other game, we wouldn't be. But, uh, yeah. yeah, the title race will be alive and kicking, won't it? Have you considered that? Have you preempted that in your mind? Have you allowed yourself to dare of winning twice this week? Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, no one's expecting it. But when you're playing as well as we have done at home um, and beating good teams like Brighton 6-1 and good teams like Newcastle 3-0, yeah, why not? Um, you do, You do dream a bit 
Um, realistically, I think anything that we pick up in these next two is a positive. But yeah, um, it's very exciting. You'd be disappointed to lose both, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably. Probably. We'd like to fancy that we'll get something out of one of them. So, I mean, if so, it's only probably with two home games this week, I mean, do you want to be treated seriously or not, Lee? So, if you do, it's got to be minimum four points this week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I take it the aim, realistically, is there's a very serious and real prospect of finishing top four, right? Yeah, top four, top five, maybe this season. Yeah. But yeah, Champions League is absolutely the dream. And it, and it is a dream for Villa fans. Like Just being in Europe this season is an honour, having been so long out of it. But yeah, now it, it is shifting where most of the fan base are like, maybe we can get top four. I mean, Emery's been in charge a year now. And over that sustained period, um, we've been in, in and about that uh, two points per game that you always talk about. He's, um, no, 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 you're well ahead of that line at the moment. Would, um, would the desperation for a trophy, though, play on minds as well? Like, what, what do Villa fans want more? Because that conference league, realistically, you should be hitting a minimum semi-final, shouldn't you, really, subject to the draw and that. There's every chance you could win it, as West Ham did last year. The deeper you get, would there be more of a, well, we've got to take this opportunity to win this trophy while it's here, or, shit, let's get in the Champions League. This opportunity might not come again either. So that very much depends on, I think, what age Villa fan you talk to. If you talk to a Villa fan my age that's never seen us win a trophy, I would very strongly feel that as much as Champions League would be amazing, I want to see us win things. And uh, to win a trophy would be unbelievable. But if you talk to um, a Villa fan of my dad's era, who's seen him win the European Cup, seen him win the league in 81, they would say, oh, no, Champions League would be amazing. Um, so it really depends. But the, the, I think Emery's view would certainly be that um, he wants to win trophies. But with the squad that we've got, you would hope that we can juggle it. When we've got um, the depth that we've now got in that in that squad, you'd hope that, and judging by how well we've done so far in Europe, barring one mishap away in Warsaw, um, we seem to be coping quite well with the two games per week. Johnny, how do you see them? Are they behind you and Liverpool and Arsenal? Yeah, I think so, just because of the pedigree. Like Arsenal went nearly the distance with us this season. Liverpool have gone the distance with us previous years. I think it would obviously take Villa being up there in like February, March. I think obviously you can almost compare it to like the Leicester situation, can't you? Where it's just a total unknown title contender. Um, if they were to sort of show up at the Etihad, let's say, and I don't know when it is, and beat us, that was when we stood up and sort of took notice of Leicester. I think if they started to get results like that in the second half of the season... That's when you'd think, shit, Villa might actually go and do it. But um, yeah, for, for now, I think, I mean, I can think they're a very, very good team, but I'd still have them slightly behind Arsenal Liverpool for now. Can but I just say, the fact yeah. we're even talking about it is just unbelievable. Yeah, and you should, you, you know, seriously, you should enjoy it, right? Because I've had that journey myself going back 13, 14 years, right? Where it was like, and I, you've obviously done it coming from the championship, but my team the year before we first finished fourth was on two points from eight games, right? So we were really struggling ourselves. So I've done that journey and it was the same for me then. It was like, oh, this is nice. And we were never spoken about for the title that year. And I don't think anyone's really speaking about you in it now, be, purely because it's not like your second chase and just going for it with City. It's three teams who were all absolutely terrific, right? But yeah, you have every right to enjoy that moment and allow people to speak about it, which is a flip of 
ah, why don't you keep talking about us with the top three? Well, we are. And, and Johnny, there's a, there's a very real prospect, as we discussed, that Villa could finish top four, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think like, they've been more consistent than, well, certainly United, Chelsea. Um, yeah, I think, they, I think they could. Yourselves, Johnny, what's what's happening at the moment? It's three draws. It's never as bad as, as it feels, right? But you were winning in all of them. And that, that bit does feel particularly unusual. Yeah, that's really frustrating. I mean, obviously, we've been on the end of a really tough run. Draws against Chelsea, Liverpool and Tottenham aren't disasters. But like you say, the fact we're winning going into the last few minutes in each of them games and end up drawing each of them really hurts. It's it's really unlike us. Um, It's not just been like a shot goal. It, it's felt like every time going into it, but the game isn't over. Usually, we're so used to when City go up, um, but that's it. Then you just got no chance, and that's what's been the strange feeling recently. Is um, teams are just keeping themselves in the games, and yeah, nicking last minute equalizers and winners. Can, even can you put your finger on why it's happened? Tried to yesterday um, on my sort of personal Twitter account. I think ultimately I've come down to the basically just the midfield being quite open. City usually get quite a lot of. Um, bashing for just being boring. But I think that's what made us so good is just how much control we had over games. The defence is taking quite a bashing at the moment. And I think I think the individual defenders aren't playing well, but I think when all of a sudden games have been turning into like playground games of just end-to-end and we haven't been able to control games for 90 minutes like we used to, I think all defences are going to come under pressure. Um. And yeah, I think that's it basically. But um, and I think there's different reasons why we've lost control. I think Gundogan going has been obviously absolutely massive, absolute Rolls Royce of a player. Um, I think we've talked about it previously, James. I think on the last pod, Alvarez is fine in there against like smaller teams, but maybe aren't as threatening. But um, I think in the big games, he just gets swallowed up. I think yesterday was a perfect example where he had a ball fizzed into him in midfield and he lost it and you scored your equaliser. Um, obviously, De Bruyne is injured, can play that role, do the ball retention stuff as well. And um, yeah, it just feels like we're just a bit too open at the moment. Injuries playing a part? Because we get spoken about my team, for example, as, as Lee mentioned. That I'm thinking particularly in reference to John Stones, right? Well, I think De Bruyne as well. I think a massive thing is people keep forgetting that De Bruyne is injured. I mean, if, if Son was injured for Tottenham or Salah for Liverpool, um, it'd be like headline news and a mitigation every game, whereas City always just expected to get on with it. He's, um, he's we've, we've coped in the past, but I think in combination with other injuries and because the squad's slightly smaller this year, I think we really have missed him to do with him back now. And um, yeah, John Stones, I think we just realised at the end of last season just how instrumental he is. And um, yeah, we really have missed him. So I think De Bruyne and Stones being back will fix it somewhat. I think the fixtures ease up after Villa until I think it's Newcastle on the 13th of Jan. So hopefully, um, like I say, them two returning should sort things out somewhat. But there are still other problems. Does this feel... A little bit more concerning than last year. I think particularly because almost like what you said, it's a known entity with Arsenal now. No one really knew if it was going to last or not last year. It yeah. feels like they'll stay the race this time and we and we know it. Does that become concerning then, i.e. you lose at Villa this week 
and then you could find yourself in a situation where you're six points behind and three teams yeah. above you? Or is it just too long to go? City know the race, it, it's fine. Well, again, I tweeted yesterday in that we can't keep relying season after season on, oh, City are going to put a run together in the second half of the season because one year we won't. Um, I mean, I said at the start of the season, just I think the aim every season is almost like what United used to do, is just keep yourself in touching distance until February. This year, it was just get De Bruyne back and then we'll go on, obviously, a run in the second half of the season. We could still do that. But yeah, like so if, if you find yourself six points behind... Um, I don't think it'd be as, as I don't think it's as worrying as other years where say Liverpool were blitzing it. And even like last year, Arsenal obviously got 50 points from the first half of the season. Mm. Um this year, I, I don't think either of them teams are perfect either. So not overly concerned yet. I think yesterday was the first time I thought, mm, I don't think we're gonna walk it. But I, I'd be surprised if what, we what was it specifically? in the game Sunday that, that changed that. Then. Is it just because you've seen this again now? Because I think yeah. before four Chelsea, you think, all right, it's a one-off. Okay, now another three-three, but it's not a one-off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically, okay. it's almost like the results in a row. I think last year we got, I saw something like from Arsenal away, we won. Chelsea away, we won. Spurs at home, we won. And Liverpool at home, we won. And all of a sudden, we've picked up three points this season from the same fixtures. It's all of a sudden a bit like, ooh. Something's not am right. I, am I right in saying it's only Brentford took points at the Etihad last year? Yes. And you won the other 18. So you've already dropped more home points. I'm sorry, Everton as well. <laughs> oh, Everton, of course. Sorry. So you dropped you dropped five points at home last season. It's four dropped already. I feel like we dropped more before Brentford. I don't know. But yeah, you, 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 your point's right. We went on a ridiculous winning, winning streak. I mean, listen, home. you're very, very capable, Johnny, of obviously going winning every home game left. We well know that. But me and Clayton um, did a piece referring to Arsenal recently and and saying, like, you can't afford to be dropping many points at home. It's it's your core and, and your basis, and you have to perform well in it. I think we're looking at kind of sort of 15 wins at home as a minimum, really to be winning the league. So you've got two you haven't won there, puts pressure on. Now, admittedly, two of your tougher ones have gone. Yeah, but... I think that's the thing. Like Tottenham Liverpool are two of the hardest games we'll have. Um... You've, also, you've also spoken in the past, I, I, I think back towards the end of last season, you were saying you almost felt like invincible there, right? Yeah, in the second half of the season. Yeah, especially. Um, yeah, I think it's not gone recently. I think we, I always felt comfortable, like, but we'd come back into the game yesterday. I think obviously the the goals were sort of like sucker punches at times, and it was the same against Liverpool. Um, where there was obviously a ref like a, a debatable disallowed goal, and then they score after we've missed a lot of chances. So, yeah, even though there are problems, I think we we easily could have won all three games as well. Yeah, no, of, of course you can. Point. Being, was you was in front in three of them. I was about saying you were behind in two of them as yeah. well. So you can spin that narrative that way as well. Uh, Lee, are you, any concerns about City at the moment? Or is it just the expected juggernaut and it will come at some stage? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, seeing Rodri pick up that fifth yellow is obviously a nice bonus because we saw how unstuck City can be without him. Um, but yeah, expectations are still pretty low. I mean, they're still obviously, like you say, a, a juggernaut. I don't know. There's better games he could have missed, Johnny, isn't there? Than Villa away. I, I think for Wednesday we're banging trouble. Yeah, Dr. I agree. Grealish is suspended. Um, I think we'll do do really well to get a result. Would you take a draw, Johnny? 
I, I probably I don't know. Like I thought about this before. I was like, would you take a point? But like, you, I think with a team of City's level, you just gamble on the free. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I get it. And you probably don't go into any game thinking I'd take a draw today. I suppose there's some probably going to Liverpool at certain stages. You think, yeah, I'd take a point. Probably the Emirates is the same now. But it just because of the circumstance, does Villa fall into that category this week? Maybe because of a narrative. Like if we were to get beat, all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, for crisis stations. Um. And like I said, Villa's home form. And like I said, I think the biggest factor is Rodri. Rodri being out, we, we, the three games we were suspended for before, we lost all three. Um, we're going to have to play really well to get something or hope that the fatigue catches up with Villa. Mm. Um, I think to get something out of the game, City going to have to go old school City, just totally kill it, make it a really boring game and hope we just nick it like 1-0 or 2-1 or something. We're certainly not going to go there and outplay or blitz them. What's um what's the solution for this game for Rodri? What happens in there, do you think? Don't know. We could just put John Stones in at number six, but straight in, mm. I don't think so. And I also don't think he's good as a lone six. Um, could play Calvin Phillips, but there's absolutely no chance because he is underpants. Um, I think it's just going to be Kovacic. I think it'll probably be Kovacic. Maybe brings John Stones at centre-back to go in there and help him out. Maybe Lewis comes into Alvarez, comes in for Alvarez to help out a little bit. I don't know. Pep will come up with something. But I think the, obviously the problem you've got as well is with Doku and Grealish being suspended, you've probably got to move Bernardo out on the wing. All of a sudden you've lost him in the middle as well. Why, why is that? That's interesting that because you was obviously in the grounds on Sunday, as was I. I said that you could hear a little murmur of booing when Foden got taken off for Lewis. Did, did that... Did you hear yeah, that? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, I was, well, I wasn't booing, but I was like, "What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> You're looking for a goal. You don't take Foden off." I think Alvarez has been having a bad time recently. It was not as good a time as usual. I thought, I, I thought he was going to come off. His number was going to come up, or a change. I don't know. I, I, I just assumed um, it was going to be Alvarez. But then, part then, the point on that is. He obviously moved Bernardo back to the right of midfield, right? Why yeah. is that? Why is that like the go-to when it seems to be trouble? You'd almost think like because he's such a glue player. My yeah. instinct would be sticking back there with Kovacic, maybe play the game a little bit more old school on Wednesday and not move the parts about so much. And like you said, kill it, control it. But it almost feels like there's a problem moment. So he's going to move Bernardo to right wing when I'd think you'd want him deeper. He does. He does both, doesn't he? Yeah. Old, Old Trafford, he played Bernardo deep with Rodri. He's just so versatile. You don't know what he's thinking. But like I said, I think it's only because it depends on the other pieces. If Grealish and Doku and Foden were fit, I think he probably would do that with Bernardo. But I just don't think he has a choice. He can't really play Alvarez wide. He's probably not going to want to play Oscar Bob. So I think it almost has to be. Can he play Lewis wide? I thought that before, maybe. He sort of did like a little hybrid thing at Arsenal, didn't he, where Foden played left and Alvarez and Foden sort of both came inside off the right. He might try something like that, but I don't know. Yeah, I just think like sort of on your, on, on your point about Alvarez, so you could see the, the three maybe being if we go left to right behind Haaland, who we should confirm definitely no charge coming forward. He will be available for the game. So you, you're thinking maybe it was sort of Foden left, Bernardo right. And then what, Lewis in front of the midfield area? Yeah. Sure, like, surely Alvarez is going to be part of that, isn't it? Kovacic. Who has to be, sorry? Alvarez. Just yes. Another so, attacking I talent. Think, I, I think Alvarez is going to have to play now. Yeah. Midfield three. 
will be. Well, I, th- I think it'll be Kovacic, Lewis, um, Bernardo on the right, Ferdinand on the left, and him missing uh, Alvarez and Holland. Yeah, Alvarez will be. It'll be Alvarez in there, there as well. But how he's going to arrange it, I don't know. Comes back to an old problem, though, isn't it? It's so, there's times where it looks light, and we should say obviously Grealish is just a one game suspension. Doku yeah. is a, a prognosis yet? Then no. They just said that we're going to have a scan on it, but I'd be surprised if he was fit for when. But it would obviously be brilliant if he was, because that yeah. fixes. Yeah, of course. But we'd have to think at this stage he's going to be out, and the time of losing Doku and Grealish together for this one fixture, plus yeah. Rodri. That's why I think that we're going to do really well to get a result. Lee, this is potentially falling into your lap. Do you do you believe you'll take advantage? You have to wait to the end of the podcast to hear that, don't you, James? Okay, fine. <laughs> I wasn't asking you for a prediction. I was asking you if your team's capable. Of take... right, are you capable? I think we're capable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I, you're capable. If things go well, um, you talk about that midfield and with, like you say, moving Bernardo out of the midfield, no De Bruyne, no Rodri. Our midfield has been what's um, helped us so well at Villa Park um, over this run with Louise, Kamara, McGinn all linking up and being able to dictate the play. Um, not dissimilar to how Pep likes to play at home. Emery, Emery will play out from the back, be very patient. We see Martinez regularly just put his foot on the ball and just wait for space to open up. And when they press, try and play through them. Playing through City, any City, is of course going to be very challenging. But with that midfield, yeah, we've got a chance, I think. It's interesting that though, because I often say that I think that actually of the top teams, and, and I'm going to refer to City, Arsenal, Liverpool at the moment, Sometimes playing against City feels the easiest. It didn't yesterday on Sunday, by the way, Johnny, because you you pressed, particularly in the first half hour, felt intense. Then it calmed down a little bit and we started playing through you. And that there's times like that, like I almost feel like Arsenal are more difficult to play through, it feels. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I was really annoyed. I thought the first half we actually did okay. I thought we were did. intense and could have blown you away. And then... We could tell in the ground about 50 minutes in the second half, we just like we've totally taken the foot off the gas here and they're going to score because Spurs just will. So what's um, interesting about it is obviously my team's just played both of you teams. Obviously, Philip won at Tottenham. We've obviously had the draw at the Etihad. I said to Lee before you joined the, the call, Johnny, I said that I was more confident of getting something going into the half hour yesterday, the last half hour, than I was against Villa at home. The week yeah. before. Now, a lot of that might be really increased match fitness for a lot of players for, for Tottenham who weren't match fit going into the Villa game and benefited from that. But that's interesting when I reflect on that. Yeah, to be fair, Villa were winning by that and we, or were they? I don't know. No, I'm yeah. saying at the point that say Villa were winning 2-1 against us and you were winning 2-1. Okay. At Villa, I knew we were banging trouble, even though we we dominated them, but we yeah, looked fatigued. Half, played us off the exactly. Whereas you dominated us and then this time I felt more comf- more more confident, not, not confident, but I I felt it was a better chance. I knew against Villa the game was gone. Yeah, I didn't, you, I didn't you, feel like that on Sunday. Villa was going to go and sit in then. But, Maybe. Um, yeah, but it also but felt it, like your 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 press changed. It wasn't to the same level of intensity in the second half as it was in the first. Definitely not. Lee, how big's Kamara back? Because obviously that's <laughs> Johnny's lost two players as I mentioned. You've got a, a really important one back for you. You wouldn't have wanted him to miss the City game, would you? No, definitely not. Huge. It showed in the Bournemouth game that control uh, when playing out from the back and obviously his sort of hybrid role where he comes into the, the back four, which allows the fullbacks to bump, uh, bomb on. 
we did miss that. Um, and a lot of the um, attacks that Bournemouth had at the weekend against us were down that right-hand side where you've got Concer at right back. Uh, not his natural position. Uh, and it didn't look too comfortable. So, yeah, having Kamara back is huge. He's been real, really good player for us, um, really important player for us for a long time now. So does Tielemans come out the team or does he move into a wide position? What's your instinct on that? I think Tielemans probably goes back to left mid. It depends a lot on whether Ramsey is ready for a start or not. He looked really good uh, coming off the bench against Warsaw and coming off the bench against Bournemouth. Uh, if he's ready to start, then maybe it's Ramsey on the left, in which case Tielemans comes out. Um, big, big arse though when City's right-hand side could be Bernardo and, and Carl Walker, right? Yeah, to, exactly. to come into that. Exactly. I think most likely it's probably Tielemans, Kamara, Louise, McGinn for midfield. Up front? Uh, Watkins, DRP. So am I guessing by that then no Bailey, no Cash in a predicted lineup for you? Cash is a 50 50, I think, whether he comes back in or not. That's so helpful, Lee. Thanks, Matches. <laughs> um, if you pin me to it right now, I'd say I don't think Cash starts. I would probably agree with that. I'm I'm a little bit more surprised that you think Leon Bailey might not start. Yeah, I mean, Bailey's only started three games for us this season. Um, he's not been first choice. He'll always get minutes. Uh, I think he's been involved in 11 of our games this season, so he always gets on. But uh, I think Emery likes him as an impact player, and he's been great as an impact player coming off the bench. Um, but yeah, I think... Diaby's superb. I'd be really surprised if he doesn't come back in for Wednesday. So you see that just as a rest at Bournemouth on Sunday? Yeah. Despite yeah. the fact Ollie Watkins was maybe not 100% fit? Mm-hmm. Or was that just make-believe stuff just for just 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 to ruin my FPL weekend? Like, what was it? <laughs> well, no, he missed out the Warsaw game on Thursday. So I think I think there was something in that. Unless Emery was being really tactical and just wanted to play Durant. So he had an excuse in case something went wrong against Warsaw. Um, but no, I think Watkins did have a knock. But um, yeah, he looked, he looked great at the weekend. Superb goal. I take it you kept Watkins, though? I did. Um, yeah, I rolled my transfer. If I'd have had two, I may well have uh, shipped him out. But no, I just rolled. So yeah, still got Watkins. Still got the RB, still got cash. Johnny, oh, look at you, Treble. We'll come back onto that. Johnny, I take it you kept Watkins? Yes, I went early with my transfers, so it would have been a minus four for me. Didn't think it was worth it. And there you go. Johnny's proven the difference of why he's consistently a very good FPL manager. I'm not. Um, But would you maybe have considered selling him then later in the week if you'd not gone early? Yeah, I think so. I think there was was enough doubt there. And then with the fixtures afterwards, given... um, What's it? Obviously, Darwin's fixtures this week. I really like the sound of Isak as well. So I'm quite glad my hand was forced. Yeah. Uh, Lee, what would you say to the people like me who sold him and didn't really want to sell him? To just go well, back or is it, were we waiting for 18? I think you can wait now. Um, with Darwin's fixture this midweek, you're certainly not going straight back. Um, so yeah, I think you can wait. But it's like no, you said I, on the podcast. I also know this- Watkins will play though. Yeah, it's true. True. Well, I do um, now. I didn't at the weekend. That would have been more handy. Darwin's ceiling's going to be higher, though, isn't it, against Sheffield United than Watkins against City, I think. I don't know. As his historical record against City? Scored against him once last season, I think. That might be his only one, though. As is, I can certainly picture his goal against Arsenal last year. In fact, I can think of a number of goals against Arsenal. Hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. He, he's. We've said this before, haven't we? Watkins is fairly fixture proof. Um, he doesn't very often tend to absolutely smash it and get hauls against uh, the lower half teams, but equally, he quite often pops up with goals against uh, the bigger teams. Okay. Have you wildcarded, Lee? I have. Yeah. You have. Just a while ago. You, Johnny? Yes. I wildcarded. You have. Back. So I, I guess you two, because I'm obviously I'm looking to wildcard 19. So I'm very much approaching the, the Villa Sheffield United game week 18 as, as a dead end. But I guess either way they're going to appeal, aren't they? Because there's great fixtures after 18 as well, aren't they, Lou? Yeah. 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 So you've got Watkins, DRB, Cash. Mm. Watkins has obviously stayed unquestionable for you now. What's the plan with the other two? Potentially on the chopping block. More cash than DRB because we just don't seem to be able to keep clean sheets. And cash um, now looks like um, he might have lost his place. I do think DRB is still first choice, so he's okay. But I don't have Son, so it might be that I need to find money to turn DRB into Son. Um, But yeah, Watkins is the one. It's great long term. I think probably looking all the way up to sort of the FA Cup quarterfinals, really good because the difficult games you've got there um, sort of in the new year, Newcastle, Manchester United, Tottenham are all at home. Mm. So, you know, there's not there's not a tough Old Trafford in game week 19. Johnny will probably have his own debate with United fans whether that's tough or not. Um, but it is for a lot of other teams, I guess. Other than that, that's the only away game you've got against, let's say, expected top, top 10, basically. Away from home, looking up to, I'm looking at, Basically, up to the, the blank, the FA Cup quarterfinals. Your your away games: Brentford, Manchester United, Everton, Sheffield United, Fulham, Luton. Yeah, so there's opportunity there long longer term. Cash, do you think he'll get back in? And I don't suppose most most people probably don't want to pick him in their FPL teams this week. So it's not a matter of importance. People want to know if he's going to play against Sheffield United in game week eighteen. That's all they care about. I don't think you can bank on it. Well, I don't, I don't think we were Lee. No, but it's, but it's also conceivable that he doesn't start the next three, which are tough: City, Arsenal, and then the trip to Brentford, and then play Sheffield United. It could be that, couldn't it? Yeah. The other problem, though, that we've seen in the last two games is if things aren't going our way. Let's say Sheffield United do take the lead against us at Villa Park. Cash could be the one that gets hooked at half time. Um, the last two games, he's had forty-five minutes in each. So even if he does start, he can get hooked. And likewise, if he's on the bench, you know there's a fair chance he might come on and he might just get you a one-pointer like he did against Bournemouth at the weekend. I, I doubt he'd be getting me one point against Sheffield United in game week 18, Lee. I, I suspect it's more likely to be zero, isn't it? After he yeah, gets put, booked at Brentford in game week 17 and misses game week 18 through suspension. <laughs> um, he's liable to get booked in one of these games if he does play, isn't he? Probably because of mm. the three tough games. I think the other thing I'd say in terms of Cash's minutes is we know that Emery likes this left-sided bias. He hasn't been able to fully exploit that because Moreno hasn't been fit. Moreno is now fit. So if he wants to continue like last season and have that left-sided bias, he's now got three centre-backs that can fill in in Torres, Carlos, Conza, where he can play that back three now. And he didn't have that last season because Carlos wasn't fit and Torres wasn't with the club. What if yeah, we spoke about this a lot in in prison? I remember you saying a very long time ago about Esri Konza potentially covering a, a right back at some stage. I guess those three would have to be fit though, right? Mm. Like if one of Konza, Carlos, or Torres was to get injured in the next couple of weeks, 
Yeah. Cash comes back in the team, doesn't he? 100%. Yeah. Is there any alternative to that? Well, Even there's in long the centre back position. So Longley's been playing every I'll Thursday night, Lame. more or less, in the um, Conference League. And he's looked good, it's worth saying. Um, but I think it would be more likely that Cash would just come back in. I don't think, I'm just trying to think, though. I don't think he'd play Longley with Torres. It would maybe only be if Torres got injured, maybe, as a natural yeah. left footer. Left footers. I don't think he'd. I don't think he'd play the two together there. No, it can do. As he move it into possession, where maybe Torres sat in the middle of it, Conza come off right back. It could still do it. Um, but yeah, one. It it it's it's interesting that he's not. When you think about Villa players, it doesn't feel like it. One the same position doesn't directly impact another. Like with Cash, it feels like a centre back unavailability might help him get back in the team. Well, the other one I'd mentioned, Lee, was I, I didn't think he wanted to play Cash and Bailey on that side. No, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Because whoever plays there, it's either, it's either Kamara drops in to let Cash go and then say McGinn plays in front and he drops inside, right? Yeah. Whereas with Bailey, you just you just want him to keep on going that side. So Cash can play the defensive fullback role. I think we particularly saw that against Everton in game week two. But yeah, he's very much co- becoming a concern for people. And as I said, people only want to know if he's going to play Sheffield United in game week 18. I think if, if almost if you were playing almost any other team, people would be selling more. Mm, agree. What Villa have you got, Lee? Uh, Johnny, sorry. Um, just Watkins. I sold cash this week. That was one of my early transfers was cash to Saliba. So cash has saved you from selling Watkins as well. Fantastic. What's what's your plan with Villa for 18, Johnny? Have, have you thought that far ahead? I don't know because I don't know whether I'll free hit. Obviously, there's a bit of a free hit talk there, isn't there? Um, yeah. I don't think I'll be desperate to like sort of steam into them. Um, for for like four eighteen, if you know what I mean. Um, I think obviously you'd triple up on a free hit. Yeah, obviously happy with Watkins and will now think I'll probably keep him through regardless of whether a free hit or not. Um, but yeah, I've got no plans to sort of get Villa. Like soon, maybe maybe eighteen or the week before, if I does, if I decide against free hitting. But um, yeah, it's just Watkins for now. Yeah, as well as them away games, the next home game after Sheffield United leaves is Burnley, game with twenty as well. So mm. there there is certainly appeal for having it's Manchester United away in game week nineteen, which I said on the pod, no one should particularly fear for even on wild carders in nineteen. I'm interested to know, Lee, if we were sitting there and we were going into game week eighteen now, and it was this weekend. And you were free hitting. What free villa? <laughs> it depends, like you say, when we get there, whether we feel like Cash is going to start or not. Um, if you're feeling brave, Cash, if not Torres, I mean, Torres has scored two goals this season in the Prem. He's shown that he can, um, he's a danger from set pieces. So if not Cash, then Torres. Um, and similarly in midfield, if you, if you didn't have the money to get to DRB, I think Douglas Louise is a fine pick. Uh, he had a really good chance against Bournemouth at the weekend that the goalie saved. He's on penalties. Um, so, yeah, if you needed that extra million downgrade from Diaby, Louise is fine. And then I think obviously... on, a, on a free hit, though, you're not going to need the money. No, true. Factor that in. Probably not. So then, he's literally... Then Diaby. You've only really got that week in terms of the expensive players, Salah and Son, really. Mm. So money, would you could get them two in and still pick whatever you want from the rest so for free hitters the value of the players are relevant yeah then it'd be DRB Watkins and Cash or Torres 
I don't think there's anything that's going to definitively say on Matty Cash for game week 19 and 18, unless other players get injured in between or unless no. he got back in in the next three and we went, oh, he's playing really well. He's he's probably going to stick with it. Okay. Mm. Johnny, what's City at the moment for you? Just Haaland at the moment. It's been that way. The majority of the season had a little spell with Foden, just double checking my team. Like I don't check it every day. Um, yeah, just Haaland. I take it for you then, if you run through and don't free here, is it just benching for the week? Or is it yeah. sell and come back? Uh, no, I think yeah, I think it is. Um, I, I haven't looked that much into it. I think it would probably be a bench. But I know, obviously, Newcastle have Luton away. So maybe a move and back. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't thought. I know, I know it's obviously sooner than you think, and literally days-wise, not game-weeks-wise. But... Um, yeah, I think I'm just sort of waiting to see whether a free hit or not. I I, I think I assumed Harlem was just going to be a bench. I think the question is more, what else do you get? I'm assuming that was what your next question is going to be. Uh, what do you mean? Well, as in what other city players would you get for? Uh, well, I suppose in your case, I don't know. What do you what do you, what are you thinking about these 16, 17 games? Are you just ignoring them? So it's Luton away and then Palace at home, then blank, then Everton away, Sheffield United at home. We don't know about the game with 20 double, but if it's going to happen or not at time recording, unless Johnny's going to drop some ITK. I don't suspect he is. Ah, no, I've lost myself. <laughs> what do you think, James? On 20? Is, yeah, do you think it is going to be a double? Uh, I think the FA Cup draw ever so slightly has helped, um, but I think if it's not announced this week, then it's no. And certainly, at least by the time the FA Cup dates kind of, you know, if the FA Cup dates aren't announced this week, that doesn't help. But that should be done pretty quickly. Then you want something afterwards to say Thursday the the fourth. I mean, I'm interested, Johnny. Do, do you think just the City want the game there, or would they rather just not push it back to later? So what would it be? Obviously, we play Sheffield United Saturday the thirtieth. Yeah, then we play Huddersfield the Saturday after. So it'd be the midweek between Sheffield United and Huddersfield. Yeah, so obviously the Huddersfield it, it could get moved to the Sunday. Even if it's not for TV, it could still get moved to the Sunday on that basis, which I wouldn't be surprised about. And then we're looking at maybe the Thursday night. Yeah. Um, I can see them wanting to play. It depends on the injuries as well. Like, I don't know. I think it'd be fine to play it then. Sometimes we like having games in Anvo City. Yeah, I, I just really yeah, I think it feels like last season there was there was a priority to try and get games played and teams not to have long games in hand. That's how it felt last season. So if it's not game with 20, I think it will be sort of game with 24 or 25 in between your Champions League games. I don't, I don't see it getting held right to the end. And it's worth saying, obviously, the run's great anyway. So your fixtures off Sheffield United. Sure, it's Newcastle away, but then Burnley, Brentford, Everton, Chelsea at home, Bournemouth away, Manchester United at home before yeah. going to Liverpool in game with 28, then it's the blank. Yeah. So that's a good run. I'm going to guess, Johnny, that it'll be a little bit more stable and we're coming into city time, if you will. You're going to want more than Holland by that point. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And because um, I think I think the options at the moment are obviously Alvarez. Um, I think we just talked about keeping Watkins all the way through. But every time I looked on FPL review, it was telling me to sell Watkins for Alvarez this week. Oh, well. Uh, Football's playing on grass, Johnny. Yeah. That's interesting. FPL review seen Tottenham defend as well. Okay, that's good. Um 
and it doubled obviously with City doubling on 20, especially when you put a free hit 18 in. It's like just get Diaz and Alvarez in free. Yeah, hit. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So um obviously that's big. I could I mean obviously I can see I can see the arguments to sort of sell Watkins and get some money to maybe upgrade elsewhere. So you can maybe see that's another line of thought into getting Alvarez. Um but I'm just not sure. Like I say, Alvarez hasn't played that well recently. But to be fair, like I said, the fixtures haven't played into his hands. The ones that are coming up are the ones where we're going to need him. So until De Bruyne is back fit, I can still see Alvarez playing a lot of games. Yeah, and we're now um, looking at January for De Bruyne, aren't we? I think mean, there was some hope for the Club World Cup, but it's gone now, it sounds like. Yeah. But and I think after De Bruyne's back, I think Alvarez probably becomes a non-option again. Um, yeah. Midfield Foden's looking great, but there's obviously an abundance of good FPL midfielders, so I'm not sure you can really warrant going in for now. Um, I don't know. I think especially that case, Johnny, we said, if you're free hitting 18, yeah. if, if Doku's bad, then you can yeah. see Foden playing a lot, I think, over this period. And obviously, look, if the double does happen in 20, I think it's worth saying, I don't think City need the double for City's assets to look attractive, right? The fixtures are great. It's still Sheffield United in game with 20, whether a single game week or double game week. So I still think the likes of Foden, particularly if you're free hitting 18, I've said, like, look at it nearly straight away. Because he's definitely playing at Villa as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's got to. You're right. Like I say, if Doku Doku is injured. and uh, Because Foden's been playing brilliantly recently anyway. But you, you, you know my thoughts on Foden. He needs to play every game for us. And he inexplicably comes in and out of the team. I think he is playing well at the moment, so I think he will play all the games. So I can see Foden. I'm just not seeing who you'd pick over him at the moment. You could probably make a case for um what's it, Imbumo. But again, obviously he'd have the double, wouldn't he? Um yeah. I don't know. Like it's more of a, a, there isn't a midfielder who'd want to take out the team rather than uh there'd be a few that might have I mean be some DRB. I know it's sort of a million in it, but if people got the money, there's a few might be a bit twitchy about DRB. It'd be a, mm. a one or two maybe gambled Martinelli, which perhaps after game week 15, then it gets more difficult for Arsenal with them going to Villa and you think yeah. you could flip it. So there'd be one, one or two maybe. I suppose like I said, I'm blinkered because I'm just on the template midfield of Salah, Saka, Son, Mbumo and then one of us. But yeah, I mean, look at you I giving see what people were tempted this week with um, what's with midfielders like that to go yeah, to I would, uh, Yeah, I would think so. I mean, if you're looking at Diaby, if you're sitting in your team with I don't know, 1.2 in the bank or whatever the difference is. You're sitting with Diaby home to Man City and a shit bench and you're going, well, okay, might be close this week, but I'd rather have Foden for the next couple. And then, again, especially if you're free hitting in 18, I think it could like gold. And, and the other thing is, because of what you said, Johnny, in terms of the template, most ain't going there. So there's, yeah. there's a good differential potentially to be had here, which Alvarez is beginning to feel like one. He's not tearing up any trees for me, but I also don't think he's doing badly for his value, Johnny. I must feel like we expect him more because he's wearing a Manchester City shirt. But his value is ticking over absolutely great, mate. And that's what, yeah, that's what I mean. And, and he is coming into the fixtures where he will do well. So I, I wouldn't mind if people wanted to go Watkins to Alvarez. Like I said, I might even, that might even be something I do. If I do decide to free hit, he's just go, okay, I'll get Watkins out for his bad fixtures, free hit 18. And um, yeah, that's one city spot sorted. What do you think? Started for a while? every game. Sorry, I was just going to say Alvarez has started every single game in the Prem, hasn't he? 
Yeah. You because said I, was that I was dead skeptical at the start of the season. I was saying, like, don't buy him, don't buy him. Just had to basically change my mind and say, fuck it, buy him. Except one, obviously, didn't start against Liverpool. It wasn't in the team, remember? What last week? <laughs> wasn't supposed to. Against start. Liverpool, it wasn't in the team, was he? <laughs> I don't know. I missed, I was I was on a fight for the Liverpool game last week. So completely. Uh, the, the 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 word was he wasn't in the team, and then obviously Grealish was sick, and he and he was in the team. Oh so. yeah, so I yeah saw something like that when I landed. But... Yeah, no, he's he's done really good for me, and that uh, like, he's obviously expendable for you know Isak Watkins, as is Holland for me in game week eighteen because I wild card in in nineteen. But interestingly, for weeks I've been on Holland, Alvarez, Watkins. I look at that wildcard 19 and I think I could be on Haaland, Alvarez, Watkins. Very conceivable, I think, Johnny. I, I realise, obviously, at that point, Kevin De Bruyne would be back at not long afterwards. But I think if I could get even the Everton Sheffield United games, yeah, might even be fine yeah, and then move it on. What's that, mate? You say Alvarez for them for that period and then just move him on when De Bruyne is back. Well, wildcard is in 19. I think we'll want free city, even if the double doesn't happen. Yeah. So would you look defensive? Yeah, but I don't know which one you get. I think let's go well, let's go through them all. Um Diaz traditionally has been the absolute rock, who you'd say, but he's been shaky recently to the point where I wouldn't be surprised if say Stones or Akanji played that middle centre back and you didn't get him for one of these fixtures. Um Akanji is Akanji sort of goes under the radar. Four point nine, isn't it? Something like that. Good yeah. cheap, but Stones is fit now, so he's, he's better than Akanji at playing that role. Walker's played every game this season. Yeah, he's the sort of like sneaky one who you'd think, okay, he might play every game, but with Stones back, I can see him missing out now with Akanji being shuffled to right back. Caveat to that is. Walker seems to have been convinced to stay at City by Pep by being given the captain's armband and basically being told you're going to play every game. But in this run, if Stones just stay fit, I can't see him playing every single game. Famous last words. And then switching over to the other side, you've got Vardy on Ake, who he just seems to just chop and change depending on which side of the bed he comes out of. I think I think Ake deserves to play more because he was brilliant at the end of last season, and I don't think Vardial has shown enough to warrant playing over Ake. Um, but I don't think you can trust either of them. If so one you know, of Vardial gets injured, then the other one you're probably straight in there. Yes, but I I guess you could even still play a Kanji. It has played that role as well, hasn't he? It's not yeah. impossible. Yeah, and and Rico Lewis, subject yeah. to what he wants to do. Yeah, Flapjack will be there probably, won't he? So, Edison again, Johnny, yeah? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, though, isn't it? And that's why people go there, because they hear that and go, cheers, John. That don't really help. What Johnny's telling is the truth, isn't it? Um, and that's why people look at Edison. But that's not even a guarantee, is it? He could play Ortega against Sheffield United in game with 20. Oh Christ! That, when he got dropped for Ortega last season, <laughs> I just knew he, well, we were going to keep clean sheet that night. Yeah, I swore I'd never go back there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know whether you want to be chopping and changing your keepers that much. Maybe. Don't know. What do you think? If you wildcarded Frey, if you had to pin yourself, go on, pick Frey. In if you wildcard in nineteen, in nineteen, I would probably do 
Foden, Alvarez, Haaland, and then mm. look to move Haaland on. Sorry, Alvarez on. I think um, there's that, and it's probably suffer it, isn't it? And it'll it'll yeah. be what it'll be, basically. Yeah. Lee, what sit you on? Um, Haaland, Alvarez. Alvarez plan for you? Um, depends whether a free hit. 18. I hadn't mm. really considered it because I'm always a hold, holding. If you've already wild carded, holding both will be tough in 18, I think. Mm, exactly. Um, but I don't have a Buemo, so that's one that isn't blanking in 18, yeah, whereas sure. other people do have. Um, but yeah, I hadn't really considered free hit 18. I'm always just thinking, hold my uh, free hits until the end of the season. Um, but might have to consider that. So I'm not sure uh, really. <laughs> well, Man City coverage is a very good reason to consider it. It's it's not going to be for me, but I, I think there are some shrewd FPL managers that will consider it particularly. Are you double Arsenal defence, Johnny, by chance? Yeah, Saliba and Gabriel. So, yeah, I mean, I had a look at my team the other day and it doesn't look nice for game week 18. Mm. And, um, yeah, that seems to be the clincher for a lot of people. Well, I think particularly the people who did... We've got a double Arsenal defence and who did Watkins and Darwin as well. I think if you've done that, you almost locked into it. Like I say, I'm mm. completely there. But um, I think it's getting to the point where I need to make my hand up soon. Because Arsenal to... also have a great run from game week 19. So it's like you skip Liverpool, you, you get it back, you get the best of it, you get your offensive city, you've got your double Arsenal, you keep your Watkins for his run and stuff. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's probably not the game that it will be later on, but it's definitely a case for certain managers to say, this will manoeuvre it all for you. Mm. Ignore it. And and if you're free hitting in 18, the attraction of Manchester City players becomes way more, Johnny. Way, way more. Yeah. And that in itself would be a bonus because those not wildcarding, what's everyone buying in 19, 20? It's probably City. Like I said, even if the double doesn't happen because of that Sheffield United fixture in 20 and then Burnley at home 22, I think. Yeah, uh, Lee, are you captain FPL this week? Salah, Johnny, yeah, Salah, Sheffield United are absolutely bobbins, aren't they? What's on that? Be first away win at the Etihad. I was actually no, be second away win because they'll obviously win at Villa Park in game week 18 as well. I don't own Mo Salah, I agree, he's absolutely the best choice this week. So, choices, Johnny, include Mr. Erlin Holland. Kimming Sun, Bakaya Saka. Who's getting your vice captaincy, Johnny? Because Salah Plain's not a certainty, it's worth saying. Stoll at the moment, it's on. I Rather than Holland. Lee? I don't own Son, but I think I'd vice Saka. I haven't decided yet, so I'm recording, I must say. And it, it does feel, Johnny, I, I think we probably learned this from maybe the United and Chelsea games, it's almost like for me as a non-Salah owner, like you've not got enough confidence in something else, just leave it on him, right? Because although Wednesday night's clearly going to be difficult, that high line, Lee, <laughs> if the timing's right, you won't catch him, mate. No, no, you won't. So he needs a pass to him, though. It's only De Bruyne that can play him in. <laughs> Is that the case, Johnny? Foden can, surely. Yeah. And Bernardo. And we're talking about Bernardo maybe playing higher. I think the I think Haaland has missed De Bruyne though. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, who wouldn't miss a player like that, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, how can you not? <laughs> so 
I think, yeah, there, there, there's a little bit of impact. Does he need the service, Johnny? I mean, he's he's obviously scoring plenty, isn't he? He's top scoring the Prem, he's top scoring the Champions League, and it just goes under the radar because everyone just takes it for granted. Um, I saw a stat. He's got, he's got something like 14 XG and he scored 13 goals. So for the first time in his career, he's underperforming. Last year, he's on 20 from 14 XG. Um, I don't think he's um, I don't think he's absolutely on fire like he was at this stage last season. Because I think De Bruyne probably has something to do with that. Um, but he, he, he's absolutely fine, isn't he? So how many FPL points he got in his last two away games? It's about 35, is it, or something? <laughs> Yeah, something absurd. And in, uh, to be honest, difficult fixtures, we'd say, at Old Trafford and Stamford Bridge. I'm, I'm interested to know, Johnny, a, a, a mythical one for you. Jurgen Klopp does his presser Tuesday morning. He says, don't think Mo's going to play. You captain son, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Lee? You saying Saka? Just... I'd, is that be because you, is that because you wouldn't want to captain Holland against Villa? No, no, I don't. I try not to let the fan bias come into it. If I feel like um, I captained Aguero when he scored like a hat trick at Villa Park a few years back, I've got no issue doing that. It'd be a really tough decision for me between Holland and Saka. I think you were proper shit then, though, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I do think if in doubt, captain Holland. Yeah, that's okay. how it feels. It's like, do I need to do it? Son, for me, I think Son would be the the one. It's like, do I need to do it? Surge is always in my ear game, which is really shit defensively, James. I'm going, yeah, but it's still Tottenham West Ham. And they turn up for it every time. Whereas, I don't know, does it even need to be like a through ball against Villa? They're so high, Johnny. You can go longer. You can go from Walker over the top, right? Edison? Yeah. Edison, you get him in, get the assist, get him in, or t- I may play Ortega, wouldn't he? <laughs> if you got, if you got um, Pope, get Edison in this week. Uh, before we let you guys go, Johnny, do you want to talk about that refereeing decision on Sunday? Ah, we yeah, we talked about it slightly before the pod, didn't we? But I'm sure, everyone thinks the same thing. Just don't know what the ref was doing, like you said on your pod, Jane. Just he's obviously just seen something, hasn't he? He either hasn't seen Grealish or he thinks that. The ball's flying through to the keeper or something. I think I think he's realised immediately, but it's a huge mistake. And I can understand the players' reactions because yeah, it's, it's obviously one that you can't go back and review. Um, yeah, but it, at the end of the day, it's a mistake. That wasn't why we dropped points yesterday. Why did you drop points? Because Tottenham are our bogey team, inexplicably. We're the only team whose bogey team is Tottenham. I can't explain it, mate. You know, the other thing I was thinking, because, I mean, listen, you could have been 4-5-1 up in the first half. There's no doubt about it. Um, But all these mad results we've had against you the last couple of years, they've all been like out-and-out defensive performances, right? Even to be honest, even the Champions League quarter final, it was a mad 4-3 game. But even like that night, it was all City, really. We just got away with it. But the other ones have been big defensive performances. You think, right, well, Andrew's going to rock up the Etihad and play football. You'll smash us to pieces this time. It's generally what a fault. And still, somehow, we managed to get something out of it. And people still afterwards go, oh, Tottenham might have even deserved that by the end. Strange. Yeah, I mean, I went, I was really confident going into yesterday because I was just, they're going to come and we're going to absolutely lever them. And we did. <laughs> it's just, you know, it ended up. And like when Son went through, I was like, oh, fuck it, just get it out of the way early this time. 
I was just like, let him score, just five minutes in. I saw um, someone had tweeted as a City fan, and I think it was part one of these, you know, these attention-seeking accounts, but it, it did ring true. A City fan had tweeted before kickoff and said, injury ravaged Tottenham, lost their three, last three games in a row. I wasn't this nervous playing Real Madrid in the semi-final. Like, it's it's just weird, isn't it? That's one of the reasons why, like, I don't know. There was a thought, I had a thought about selling Sock, but I was just like, no way, because he's <laughs> absolutely going to score. It was nice of him to score four of us this time as well, but... Uh, to be honest, our rent was still singing, nice one, Sonny, let's have another one. And he provided it for you, in fairness. <laughs> um, Lee, your team's better be three times this year. And the, the real business, mate, I think, stick at it. Going very, very well, mate. And uh, don't be bothered about people saying top three rather than putting you in the conversation. You'd be better than Newcastle, Tottenham, United, Chelsea, etc. You'd be fine, mate. Keep doing you. I'm really intrigued to see how this week goes for you. Yeah, me too. It feels like a real big week. I don't think it's defining. Like, if you lose twice, it's not like... No, it's more a big opportunity week, isn't it? I think so. And and similarly, also, if if you win twice, I don't think it necessarily means, oh, you're in the title race either. (laughs) So, good luck, gents. Let's have predictions, Lee. Uh... (laughs) Why not? Villa 3, City (laughs) 2. Lee Lee started blushing for the benefit of those on the audio like he'd just seen his missus for the first time ever, mate. Cat caught the chrome. Good luck to you. Johnny? I don't think it'll be 1-1. I don't know, Johnny, if we've ever sat here and I've tipped you to lose before. Maybe, maybe Arsenal, maybe. Might might be one. I think you might, mate. mate that, that Rodri is a, is a hole that if John Stones isn't going to play, and I don't know if he's ready to play long enough, I think might be problematic this week. I think you, you said it right at the start. I, I think you could be in trouble this week. Um, but that brings its own pressure, Lee. I'm going to go 2-1 Villa. And I might still <laughs> captain Haulam. Because uh, I know what he's capable of. Gents, pleasure. Thank you both so much. Lee, anything you want to plug before you go? No, um, just Twitter. Or X, I should say, I suppose. Uh, Lee underscore Jackson underscore 92. And Johnny, anything for you, mate? Yeah, just the same. FPL Pringle. Good stuff. I'll tell everyone what I told you off camera, mate. You'll clinch the tight what White Hart Lane this year. It'll be what breaks the hoodoo, mate. Lee, Johnny, thank you both so much. We've got another clash of correspondence for you tomorrow. Uh, Johnny's rivals across the city, Manchester United, who put in an outstanding performance, perhaps not at Newcastle on Saturday. Gary Robinson has joined us to discuss United's fixtures coming up against Chelsea and Bournemouth. Obviously, Neil Grover will be joining as well, our Bournemouth correspondent. So United Bournemouth for you tomorrow as well which leads me to say thanks so much to lee and to johnny good luck gents cue music please man child sports social podcast network